We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. It was not fair. It wasn't fair. This was a young lady who uh, had had a hard life. Her husband dies. So she follows her mother-in-law. How many of you don't raise your hands? <laughs> How many of you ladies know that's a tough enough deal right there? You and your mother-in-law hanging out together. Okay, every one of you adore your mother-in-laws. Okay. <laughs> this message is taking a long turn. Not only does her husband die, she's stuck with her mother-in-law, but her father-in-law dies. And then her husband's brother dies. And now, on top of all that, comes a famine. Naomi, her mother-in-law, in the Old Testament, there's types. And if you study theology, you'll find that she becomes a type of Israel. Her two sons uh, represent a type of Israel being divided, two nations. Ruth becomes a type of the church, and Boaz becomes a type of Christ. Now, where I want to pick up the story is Ruth is, has followed her mother-in-law, and, and times are hard, okay? Everyone she's loved has died. She's left everything she knows, left her home, left her life. She's followed Naomi, and now she is having to... After all the people who have worked the fields all day long, gathering the wheat, in the evenings, when the sun begins to go down, they go out and begin to gather whatever is left. And there's not much left. But they begin to gather everything that they can just, every little grain, they, they pick it up and begin to hold on to it because this is where their life is now. This is sustaining life. Sustaining life. I believe that God has a divine plan for every one of us. I believe sometimes we, we can get comfortable with just what is left over. Because we can live, it meets our needs, and I believe a lot of us are just getting content with what is left over. To go out in the evening and to struggle to find enough to make it for the day, and to struggle enough to find enough to make our life have some kind of sustaining force. But I want you to see this morning that God has bigger plans for every one of us. When God delivered Israel out of Egypt, because of some disobedience, they were in the wilderness. That wilderness experience by God was not meant to be more than just a few weeks. But because of disobedience, they were there for 40 years. Forty years. 
has set up a system that a lot of them became very content with. Because we don't have to labor. We don't have to work the ground. All we have to do is every morning go out and pick up manna. We don't have to worry about the new styling of clothes because everybody's been wearing the same thing for 40 years. Hasn't worn out yet. Everything's good. And they become content. But this was not God's desire for them. He did not want them to live like that. He had something better planned for them. And when God looks at, at Ruth, he's got, he sees where he wants her to be, but he also sees all the things that's happened because life's not fair. He sees where she has to be. And right now she has to be gleaning the fields and, and looking in the corners and trying to get some kind of provision. But this is not where God wants her to stay. Sometimes we get used to, accustomed to, content with just enough. Just enough. We can live. We're making it. It's going to be all right. And when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about every area of our lives. Our finances. Our family, our households. Well, hey, you know what? At least we're not divorcing like some of the others. We're not killing each other. We're all, we'll be all right. So we're, we're, going, we're okay. We're making it. Our jobs, our mindset has gotten used to. This is what God has provided. Let me tell you something. Provision has purpose, and purpose has a point. You have been gifted by God. Now, whenever Boaz comes looking around, he sees her over there in the corner, and we know that Ruth is a very beautiful woman, right? We know that. And so he notices her and he says, Hey, guys, I want you to start leaving some more stuff purposefully for her. Now, some people would stop right there and go, Well, Pastor, life is beginning to get easier for her because she's beautiful. Well, if I was beautiful as her, you see, we have all these excuses. Well, if I was handsome as he is, or if I had the type of personality that she does, or he does, or if I had their gifts like him or her, then, then life would be different for me. No, no, no. God has given you every gift and everything you have, every character that you have. He's given to you on purpose. And the purpose has a point. He has a life that he wants you to live that is an abundant life in every area. He said, I've come to give you life and life to the abundance, life to the full. We are his children. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging for bread. Right? I will supply all your needs according to what? My riches. And this I'm talking about in every area of your life. Now, at this point in time, Naomi's like, and Ruth is like, hey, we're glad that we're getting this. But aren't you glad that she had a mother-in-law that was in tune with God? She had a mother-in-law who began to listen to God, and she says, hey, wait a minute, Ruth. I believe that God has something better for you. 
I don't believe God wants you to look and act like this the rest of your life. I know we've had a lot of hard times and life's not fair. But I believe you're about to find the favor of God. Thank you, Bill, for bringing that up earlier in the offering. Because this was tied on to my message Wednesday night. It kind of got into my spirit too. we got a shield of favor all around us. And now Ruth is beginning to find favor in the king's eyes. She's about to find favor because how many of you know that uh, favor ain't fair either? When you start gaining the favor of God... Guess what? You're going to have other friends, other people go, well, that's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. When you start getting blessed by God, when you start receiving the favor of God, you'll have people go, well, that's not fair. Why is it easier for you and harder for me? Hey, I don't know. I can't explain it. All I know is the favor of God is upon me. Yeah. That's all I know. Well, Pastor, how does this work? I got to tell you, where you are at, you got to work with all diligence that you have. You can't just sit around and expect God just to dump manna in your lap every day. God doesn't expect us to be on this spiritual welfare system the rest of our life. He wants us to live abundant lives. And I got to tell you, they kind of got used to picking up the manna. Ruth and Naomi could have gotten used to, well, this is our lot in life. We're just going to stay over here out in the corners and getting what we can and we'll make it to the day we die. But Naomi's like, wait a minute. I, you know what? I think God, God wouldn't have brought us this far just to leave us like this. And God hasn't brought you to where you're at today without a purpose and a point in your life. I believe that when we start receiving the favor of God, you will say, hey, I don't know. I don't understand. It's crazy stuff. But all I know is, if God is for us, who can be against us? Yeah. 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 Sandy and I have had people get mad at us for years. We don't know why certain things happen to us, but we thank God for it every time it does. Amen. There, there's been times when we couldn't afford insurance in our life and we had nothing else to do but just call upon God and all of a sudden God would heal. And people go, how come God healed? I don't know why he did it. All I know is God heals. Can't explain it. I know he does. He took asthma from my son, healed a hole in my daughter's ear. He's healed so many things in our lives. I don't understand it. We got cars. that The, the, old, the youngest car we have is 2008. But ain't none of them dying, so I'm not going to buy a new one. <laughs> right? We'll keep giving money to the house of God, so God will keep giving me favor. Yes. Blessing me. I can't understand it. But I do understand this, that there are levels of blessings. Yes. And there are steps to the process of getting the favor of God and getting God's life into our life. In Ruth chapter 3, this is a transitional chapter to where she goes from handfuls of wheat it'd be the same as the people of Israel going from being in the wilderness to all of a sudden stepping across to the land flowing with milk and honey I don't want to spend the rest of my life living on what other people drop I don't want the rest of my life being lived on leftovers from everybody else 
But God has another level. And I have seen churches get stuck in parts of the process. All of a sudden they go, well, we're comfortable. Well, we've got enough people. We've got enough money. We can make the bills. We can make every month. And not a whole bunch left over, but we can make it. So we're okay. What it takes to get you to your blessings and to where God's favor is upon you is what it's going to take to keep you there and to move you on. I've seen a lot of people who come to God when everything's going bad and then as soon as everything starts going good, they leave God. No. If you come to God and things start going good, stay with God. It'll keep staying good. you got to understand this thing. I know that my life is better than just what God is having other people leave for me. Faith struggles with this. Yeah. Well, if we're not in need, Pastor, then, then what is our faith? Hey, listen. I'd rather have faith for other people, wouldn't you? I'd rather stop letting my prayer life be all about me. Let me start praying for somebody else. We need to learn how to think bigger. You see, here's the key. God did not want her to be a gleaner in the field. God wanted her to be the owner of the field. If you don't help me, I'm about to preach all by myself. Because I'm telling you a biblical truth. We don't think big enough sometimes. We allow our faith to be small because you know what? This is the way it's always been. And, and God provides it. We can, get the, we can get it out of the corner of the field. And listen, God doesn't want us to be the ones who are beggars getting little handfuls out of the corner of the field. God wants us to rise up as men and women of God in our community. And He wants us to take back the field that belongs to us. He wants us to be the owners of the field and not somebody who's begging in the field. I believe this with all my heart. That the depth of your past can determine the height of your future. When you see a big building, there's a whole lot more you don't see. It's got to have a large foundation. You cannot build a big building on a small foundation. And some people's faith today has a small foundation. God's going, I've got such big plans for you. But I can't build anything in your life because the foundation is small. Your, your faith is too small. You're okay with staying dirty in the corner. And Naomi said, hey, you got to wash yourself up, girl. You can't go in there looking like that, smelling like that. She said, put on your best that you got. Because God is wanting to move you from being a gleaner to being an owner. And here's the way owners act. Here's the way owners dress. And here's how the owners hang out with other owners. I want to change who you're hanging out with. Sometimes, hey, Corinthians tells us, Bad company corrupts good character. Sometimes we've got to determine, i got to get out of this people I'm hanging around with because their mindset is to just stay over here in the corner and get a handful. Yeah. I had to get away from some pastors because they're always talking like this. Oh, well, you know, times are tough. You know what? We, we've seen the good times of the Lord and, and we always looking back 10, 15, 20 years. Listen, I said, you know what? 
I'm looking forward. God has so much more for my life and I don't want to limit God by my small thinking. I don't want to limit God by the fact that I'm not going to get myself cleaned up and dressed up, smell the best I can smell, look the best I can to walk into the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and say, Lord, here I am. I will do whatever you ask me to do. Ruth was obedient. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. Look what God did for her. Favor ain't fair, is it? She became the boss. Instead of getting bossed around, I mean, we got to flip the script. She became the boss. Who did that? God. But she went through a lot of hard times. Yes, she did. And who did she stay close to? Her mother-in-law. Stay close to God. She didn't give up on God. She didn't quit God. She followed. And God took her from being a gleaner to being an owner. God took her from begging and getting things out of the corner saying, hey, I own the whole field. I'm the queen of the castle. I have clothing that I never believed I thought I would have. I have china like I never thought I would have. I, I have access to Wealth beyond my comprehension. How did I get from there to there? It was the favor of God upon her. All of a sudden, God began to open doors and let people see who she really was, not what she was in that moment. And listen, I've had God open doors for me. And the Bible says, when I open a door, no man can shut it. But I've been through the hard times to get there too. And we continue to go through hard times. Before you ever face a battle, we faced ten of them. Ten of them. We were, we were doing a building program in our church in Texas, New Mexico, and we had told people for eight months, when we sell the church, we're going to go to Saturday night and Tuesday night church. Everybody was fine with it. We finally did it with the first Saturday night service we had. We lost 200 people in the middle of a building program, and we just sold our church. Well, we just have to go to church on Sunday, Pastor. So they scattered all over the, the four corners. Four corners. I got to tell you, that'll, that'll jolt you back a little bit. What? Lord, did you see this coming? Yeah, he did. He said, are you an owner? Yes, I am. Trust me. I'm going to take you to the heights. You know what the slogan of our church in New Mexico was? Reaching the summit. We built a church in one of the highest points in town. I wanted everybody to see it. Why? Because when I drove into Farmington, New Mexico, I saw one of the biggest signs in town and it wasn't a church. The biggest sign in town was a casino. And I said, God, something's wrong in this town. When the biggest sign in town is a casino, we got to make the biggest sign in town a sign for the house of God because God's going to have ruling and God's going to be reigning in this town. If all the city, we're going to make God's biggest thing in town. We're going to do it. Somebody said, well, you're still cleaning the corners. Hey, I know where God is taking us. I know where God wants us to go, but we've got to have faith that gets expanded. We've got to believe that God can do anything. We're the owners of the field.
field, not the ones who are the gleaners. You know what happened to Ruth? Look at this. This is mind-boggling because of this transition in life. Her genealogy is like this. She gave birth to Obed, who gave birth to Jesse, who gave birth to David. You follow it down. And who gave birth to the Lord Jesus Christ? She's now in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ because God looked at her. She found favor in his eyes and he said, I'm taking you from the hard times. I'm taking you from gleaning. I want you to be the owner and I want you to be in the lineage of the greatest Messiah that's ever been born to man. She has a place today in the house of God. Church, I want you to get this. Why? Because God looked upon her and said, I want to take you from here to here. But you just can't sit around and just wait for it. If you do, you're going to be in the wilderness. You've got to get ready. You've got to get ready for it. Guess what happened to her mother-in-law? Because she helped Ruth, God gave Naomi back a body 20, 40 years younger. I don't know how many years younger. But he restored her body. Yes. She began to be blessed. Yes. And all the years the enemy had stolen were now restored to her. Yes. I want you to get it. The enemy can steal years from our lives. And keep us over here. Why? Because it's hard. Life's not fair. No, it's not. It's not fair. God's not fair either. If you're thinking He is, He's not. But God is just. And the just will live by faith. Not by feelings. Not by what you see. Not by what's going on in your life. But you live by faith. Here's what I know God's word has told me. That I'm the head. Not the tail. We got a lot of people who, who like to live like, well, we're just anything left over. Just, just, you know, just whatever we can get. In every part of their lives, in their relationships, in their jobs. Well, I'm content to be at the entry level for 30 years of my job. No, no, no. God wants you to be the boss one day. Right. Own the company. Right. Well, not me. Hey, God took a, a little young girl who hired on at a bank at the age of 18, started out tellering, didn't have a degree or anything. But guess what? She got ready. She took every kind of uh, uh, bank and that they would support every kind of degree. She got her degrees and all of a sudden, then she winds up as the CFO of four banks. Amen. How does that happen? And she cannot spell or add. <laughs> she can't. She will agree with me. Can't spell or add in the CFO of a bank. How does that happen? Favor of God. All of a sudden, the boss is walking around to the bank one day and sees a young lady who never misses work, who's always dressed right, who's always presenting herself in a professional way. Hey, let's take her and let's move her up. Let's put her over here in this department. Let's make her over this department. Let's do this. Oh, wait a minute. She's doing such a great job. Let's put her up. Let's raise her up. Let's keep doing this. Why? Because she was coming.
started to work ready and says, God, I want to serve you in my job. I want to do everything I can to, to represent you in my work. The Bible says that everything your hand finds to do, do it as unto who? The Lord. I know God will lift you up. There's levels of blessings. God took the Israelites from being in bondage, going through the wilderness, took them into the land of opportunity, but they had problems again, stole stuff, lied about it, hid it in their tents. God had to take care of that family. Mr. Aiken finally gets them on the right track, and they get, well, there's big grapes, but oh, there's big giants. So you got people with this stinking thinking. They need to check up from the neck up. They, all we see is giants. Oh. Then you got a couple of guys go, wait a minute, God wouldn't bring us here to let us see the, the beauty and the grandeur of life, a full life that he wants us to have. It's flowing with milk and honey, and the grapes are huge. God would not dangle this in front of us and go, no, 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 no. Don't want you to have that. No. I believe today, no matter where you are, that God has a purpose and every purpose has a point and the depth of your past will determine the height of your future. You may say, well, life has been hard. Wonderful. What? The depth of your past. We've come through so many things. There is nothing that we doubt God cannot do. Nothing. Because we've seen him do the impossible. I believe God can do anything. Unlimited. There is nothing we gather together about and go, well, I don't know. God did this, but I don't know if he wants to do that. No. I believe his word says. And if his word says it, it is true. The problem comes in in me getting it off the page and getting it in my mind and getting it into my spirit and then walking and living like that. I had an old car rusted out. I mean, I cut my hands all the pieces washing it. Rusted out so bad. Held together with, with bumper stickers. But you know what? I washed that car like it was a brand new Rolls Royce. I washed that thing. Wax it up. It was white. How I many know a white car? You can't tell if you wash it. If you wax it, you can't tell it's been waxed. I wax that thing. I said, thank you, God, for this car. Hallelujah. It's the best thing I've ever had. God, I give you all the praise and honor because I know one day you told me that if I'm faithful over a few things, you're going to make me rule over me. Thank you, God, for the few things. Thank you, God, for this little Toyota Corolla. Thank you, Lord. It gets 35 miles to the gallon. It never tears up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I may be in the wilderness, but I believe it for the promised land. I prayed like that. I watched that car singing like that. Saying those verses like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are you crazy? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm crazy enough to believe that I'm not to be the one gleaning in the corner, but I'm the one supposed to be the owner of the field. We need to own our families. We need to own our jobs. We need to own our minds. We need to own our spirit. We need to own our faith. We need to own everything that God has given to us. We need to be the owners of this thing. We are not to be the borrowers. We're not to be the ones stepped on. But we're the ones to be lifting other people up and saying, hey, don't you believe God's word? Don't you believe that God has greater things planned for you? Don't you believe that he wants to build you up and lift you up and give you a greater life than what you have? I believe that. No matter where you 
has something greater. And he will use whatever you have to get you there. Don't keep wanting what everybody else has. I've tried for years to be a good preacher. Like some of those guys on TV. And I just can't do it. I cannot tell jokes. There's one guy always telling jokes. I wish I could. I can't tell jokes. And the jokes I tell are worse than Jeff Dennis jokes. <laughs> so I, that, that's bad. Because Jeff has some really bad jokes. Right, Jeff? I tried to tell one this morning and it fell flat. I, I messed it up. I can't tell jokes. I, 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 anyway, it doesn't matter. It's my problem. What I'm saying is, I have to take what God has given me. And I have to come to God and say, I will do whatever you ask me to do. Because I want to go from picking up leftovers to having more than I can ever imagine. That's where I want to go. In every part of my life. In my relationships with my kids, my wife, my church family, in the community. I, I want to be more than what I am today. I want whatever God is playing for me. And I know he's looking at me right now and he goes, I, I know, Pastor, you're, you're right here. Don't get comfortable. Okay. okay. What do you want? What do you want? I want you to clean yourself up. I want you to put on your best. Smell good. Get ready to come into my presence. Yeah, Don't think like a pauper anymore. You're not a pauper. You're my child. My kids look like their dad. Act like their dad. My grandson dresses like his papa. Comes in and gets my polo cologne and smells like papa. That's my kid. You're God's kid today. He loves you. Oh, he loves you. But he doesn't want you to stay where you're at, no matter where that is. There's another level. God wants us to be the owners, not the cleaners. And in everything you look at in the Word of God, He always takes people to a greater life. Everywhere. A greater life. These men brought this woman who had been caught in adultery, brought her to Jesus, and they said, Hey, what should we do? Jesus bent down and started writing on the ground. He looks up and said, Hey, Anybody here without any sin in their life? You throw the first stone. They left. And he told that woman, he didn't say go and keep living like you're living. No. He said, I've got a better life for you than this. He said, go and sin, woman. It's a better life. 
I want to pick you up. I want to get you moving in the right direction. I want you to be able to be a candidate for the favor of God in your life. But we've got to position ourselves. Ruth positioned herself. Caught the eye of Boaz. And God opened doors. I believe today we need to position ourselves. Catch the eye of God. And submit to him and say, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Stay with me today, church. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.